Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there tuning in with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the book of Revelation. I know it's going to be a blessing to you, and if it is, feel free to like it and share it with others. If you'll go over to EstablishedInTheFaith.com, you'll find more information on how you can subscribe to this podcast. You can now get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others as well. Feel free to contact us there on the website with questions and comments that you may have pertaining to the program today. We're going to go on into our study now, picking it up in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 16. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this evening, turn with us to the book of Revelation, the 13th chapter. Revelation chapter 13. If you recall back in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, under the seventh trumpet judgment, there's war in heaven and Satan is cast out. And uh, this occurs sometime around the midpoint of the tribulation period. And when Satan is cast out of heaven, he will empower the Antichrist unlike any other human being ever in history because he knows that he has but a short time, the Bible says. And the world is going to think that the Antichrist is the greatest thing in the world. Men are going to look up to him, applaud him for all of his many efforts. He's brought peace to the Middle East. He's just done so many different things. And like I said, the world and men in general are going to think that he's the best thing in the world that's ever happened. But the Holy Spirit, through John, in the 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, the first ten verses tells us that he is a beast. That is what God sees him as. Although man sees him as the greatest thing in the world, the Holy Spirit sees him as a beast. In verse 11, we have a second beast that is mentioned there in the 13th chapter, and this is the false prophet. He, too, will be empowered by Satan. And these three, Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, completes what we call the Satanic Trinity. Just as we believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Satan comes along and tries to copy that. Satan wants to set himself up as God the Father, The Antichrist will come to replace the Lord Jesus Christ. And the false prophet will emulate, perform miracles, and try to take the place of the Holy Spirit. These three is a dangerous trio. Whereas the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, work together to... Save the world. 
this dangerous trio, the satanic trio, the satanic trinity will work together to deceive and damn millions of people to hell. This false prophet is going to perform miracles to such an extent that he will even be able to call fire down out of heaven if you'll look at verse 13. They will even go so far as to copy the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'll uh, take a look there in verse 14, the Bible tells us that he had a wound by a sword and did live. This is the Antichrist. The thought is that somehow somebody will make an assassination attempt on the Antichrist. He will suffer a wound, maybe even possibly die. And the false prophet will miraculously just raise him from the dead. And in this, they will mimic and copy that which the Lord Jesus Christ has done. And no doubt, television cameras are going to be honed in on this part of the world. They will be focused on the Antichrist and what he's doing constantly. And the false prophet is going to do everything that he can to promote worship of the Antichrist, just as the Holy Spirit within our hearts and lives promotes worship of the Lord Jesus Christ and always draws us to Christ and His finished work, the false prophet is going to draw millions of people to the Antichrist, perhaps through this miracle of raising the Antichrist from the dead. Now, that is some speculation. We really don't know what is going to take place there, but something is going to happen to grab the attention of this world and will be used to promote the worship of the Antichrist. And the whole world is going to be in awe of what is taking place. But not everybody is going to be impressed with what's going on. Not everybody's going to think that the Antichrist is the greatest thing in the world. Some are just not going to like him. They'll want no part of him. And for those who resist, if you look in verse 15 of the 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, it says, As many as would not worship the image of the beast would be killed. So, the question is, how will they identify those who will not worship the Antichrist. The people who do not worship or do not side with the Antichrist are going to be considered terrorists. I guess what the Antichrist is doing is the exact same thing that Jesus said. Jesus said, if you ain't for me, then you're against me. The only difference is Jesus is not killing everybody that don't side with him. But the Antichrist is going to seek out to do that. Now how will they find out those who are loyal and those who are not? The mark will be given. 
at this time. Revelation 13, verse 16, the Bible says, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. We know the mark of the beast. The number 666 to be a bad thing. You can ask almost anybody in the world about the mark, the number 666. And they'll tell you, no way am I going to take that. But I don't think that it's going to be an actual number stamped on the hand or the forehead of the individual. It's going to be something a little bit more complex than that. It's not going to be quite so obvious. Everything that Satan does is subtle. That's his greatest weapon, is deception. And he will deceive millions of people. And like I said, I think this is going to be complex. If you look at verse 18, the Bible says, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. So you're going to have to have a little bit of knowledge. You're going to have to have a little bit of background as to what is going on. Now, there are going to be those... After the rapture of the church, people that have been churched, people that have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof, they're going to miss the rapture because they deny the power of God to change them and make them into what they ought to be. They believe in Jesus. They believe that he was born of a virgin Mary. They believe he died on the cross, but they believe it as a historical thing. It's just an, a, a mental ascent, if you will. But they do not take it the step further that it needs to be taken and that is to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to change them and make them into what they ought to be. These people have a form of godliness. They deny the power. They are lukewarm. They're going to miss the rapture. But they know some of these things. They're going to know that the rapture has taken place. They're going to know to look for the Antichrist, the false prophet, uh, a mark that is coming. But you're going to have some in the world that are ignorant as it pertains to biblical things, but they have a knowledge of computers and other things. And they will be able to count up the number and figure out some things for themselves. But no one knows for sure exactly what the mark will be. 
Such will not be given until after the rapture of the church, and even then it will not be given until after the midpoint of the tribulation period. So you don't have to worry about if you get a credit card with the number 666 on it, or a social security number with 666, or a driver's license number, or a, a plate, or or something of that nature, you don't have to worry about accidentally taking the, the mark of the beast right now. But the day is coming when people will have to look out for it. But if you're saved, you ain't got to look out for a mark. You've just got to look out for the Lord Jesus Christ, the trump of Almighty God to sound, all right? Praise God. All right, so you don't have to worry about that. But I do want to make you aware that we are being conditioned and prepared now for that which is to come. Back in the 1940s and 50s, they were talking about and starting to think up an easier way to buy product. And barcode technology began then, the thoughts of it, the concepts of it. By the early 1970s, there was an actual working system in place with a barcode, a computer scanner reads it, and the system worked without the person having to stand there and punch, look at the item and punch in what the price was and calculated and all of that. You just run it across the computer and boom, bam, it just automatically. And man, this was great. This was in the early 70s. By the late 1970s, 12 countries in Europe implemented this program of the barcode system. And now it's all over the world. You can't buy anything now without there being a barcode on it somewhere. Now, Brother James, what are you talking about, a barcode? It's that funny-looking thing on everything nowadays. When you go through the checkout line, they're looking for it. They'll take a little laser thing, and they'll run across it, or they'll have a thing there in the table, and they run it across there, and that computer reads that, barcode the most common used barcode today is the ups ean 13 type of barcode now that type of barcode uh take a look at any item at home you will notice that on that barcode you'll have two sets of numbers and in the barcode there are two little lines at the beginning, two little lines in the middle, and two little lines at the end. See, a computer cannot read numbers. It has to be converted into a language to where a computer can, can read it and understand it. And this line system, it has to do with the thickness of the lines 
and the space between the lines. And when that computer looks at those little bars across there, it calculates the width of those lines, and then it shows up a number or registers it as a number. All right, in order for a computer to read these numbers, if you notice on the barcode, it's got two sets of numbers. They had to develop a way for that computer to read the first set of numbers, stop, and then read the second set of numbers. If you'll notice on the barcode, you've got two little lines at the beginning, two little lines in the middle, and two lines at the end that are a little bit longer than the rest of them. Those two little lines, when that computer reads that barcode, registers it as a an error. And it causes the computer to stop and reset itself. So when it hits and looks at those two little lines, it resets itself, reads the first set of numbers, sees the other two little lines, resets itself, and then reads the last set of numbers. Sees the two little lines at the end, and it stops. But the two little lines represents a six. In that barcode, you have six, six, six. Now, the people that developed this system say that when they did this, they did not intend for it to happen that way. It just so happened it's a computer thing. It's just what has to be done in order for that computer to read that barcode. They didn't intend for it to happen, but, you know, it's a strange thing to me that you can't buy anything at a store anymore without it having that barcode on it and the number 666 being embedded in it, and I bet you you didn't even know it was there. The Bible says... Revelation 13, verse 17. That no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. These things are already in place. You can't buy anything today without that barcode on it. Think of what I'm telling you. All right, you say, okay, Brother James, I follow you, but wait a minute. That mark is supposed to be in the right hand or the forehead. Ain't that what the Bible says? Verse 18, he calls us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Could it be the mark that is left behind of what they are experimenting with right now known as the biochip? It's about the size of a grain of rice and it can be injected under the skin. Such a device is already being used to track animals, GPS and that sort of thing. 
do you know that they are talking about right now? They're talking to parents and trying to get parents to have their children implanted with one of these biochips. Simply because if the child is ever lost or kidnapped, that child can be traced down and found. Sounds good. And it is something that some parents are considering. How long before they make it mandatory for such a thing to be done? Like I said, these things are already being used. They're talking about these things. But this device can also contain lots of other valuable information about you and others. Your personal ID. They had it on the news this week. Instead of you actually having a license in your hand, you can have it on your cell phone. And when the man pulls you over, you can pull up your cell phone and show it to him, a digital ID. Well, what if that digital ID is in a biochip in your hand or your forehead? You just hold your hand out the window. The policeman scans your hand. He knows who you are. He lets you go. It can also contain financial information about you. It can also contain medical information about you as well. One swipe of the hand, and it's right there. They're talking about right now for you to have access to your cell phone, having one of these things implanted in your hand. The average person unlocks their cell phone about 40 times a day, and it takes about three seconds to do it, just long enough for you to take your eyes off the road and have a wreck. If you had one of these biochips that was unique only to you, your device... Your cell phone would detect that it is actually you and automatically open up. You don't have to stand there and punch in the code or, well, what is my code? I forgot what my code is. You pick up your phone, boom, it automatically comes on. Or you sit down at your computer and you try to remember what your password is to get in there to your files. You sit down, the computer recognizes it's you, and you go on about, your business. Think of that. There's one company that has developed a patch that bonds to the skin and it'll stay on your skin for five days. And what it does, if you want to operate your cell phone, you take your cell phone, you tap it, on that patch that's on your arm, and it activates your cell phone without you having to punch in a code and all of that. 
Do you realize that right now the FDA has approved a pill that when you take it, you swallow it, it interacts with the acids in your stomach, it powers that thing up, and you become a human antenna. Think of that. Doctors are using it right now to track uh, what your heart is doing and, and wanting to know different things about you. Take one of those pills and you become a human antenna. And the doctors can see what all's going on with you. This pill can also... When it interacts with the acids in your stomach, it produces a unique signal that is your signal. Nobody else in the world will have that signal but you. And if you take your pill every day like you're supposed to, it can be used to automatically unlock your cell phone, unlock your computer. You can even use it to unlock your car. If you wanted to do such a thing. Now. That's going to get old after a while. Having to put a patch on your arm. Or swallowing a pill every day. That's going to get old after a while. So the next step. Is to take the biochip. Once it's implanted it's there. It bonds with the sinew and the muscle. And it can be very painful if it is ever removed. But once it's there, it can be used for a lot of good things. For instance, if you're in a car wreck and you stop breathing, it sends a signal to EMS and the people will automatically come out to where you're at. Perhaps you're in the yard working one day and you have a heart attack. Boom. And there's nobody around to see you. It automatically sends a signal and EMS are called to come and get you. And help you. They've got devices right now that if your heart gets out of rhythm, an implant. That if your heart gets out of rhythm, they know it and they can shock your heart from a remote location. So the technology, folks, is here. But we're talking about using it to buy and sell. I was looking at something just last night. One school, I can't remember exactly where it was at. It's crunch time at lunchtime because so many kids are trying to get through the line. They only have about 10, 15 minutes to eat because the lines are so long and they're having to pull out money and pay. It's just taking too long. So what they've implemented, uh, implemented now is a hand scanner. The child walks up, places his hand on the scanner, boom, bam. The money automatically comes out of his account just that quick. That scanner identifies his handprint and other things that are unique to that child. And the money is automatically done. And it has improved 
the amount of time it takes to move through the line. Some companies, when you work for them, are high security type companies. They don't want employees going into certain places unless they have the correct access. You have a badge. I remember back years ago, we were given a badge in order to get in uh, one of the places I used to work at. And that badge not only let you in the door, but it was your time card. When you walked up to the machine and you run it through there, it clocked you in. And if you didn't have your badge, guess what? You didn't get in, number one. Number two, you didn't get paid. So guess what you had to have when you went to work? You had to make sure you had your badge. Well, I forgot mine one time, had to go home, get it, and come back, and was late for work. But you know, a biochip that you carry around with you all the time, you just walk by the machine, it knows it's you, it lets you in, and clocks you in, so you can get paid. The medical purposes we've already talked about but what if you were in an accident and strangers are working on you and they don't know what you're allergic to all they've got to do is come up with that scanner scan your hand and they know all about you they know what you're allergic to they know what medicines you're taking it's a good thing it can be a good thing All right, we've talked about this thing being in the right hand. But the Bible says it's also in the foreheads of some people. Right now, they are experimenting and talking about implants that could allow people to communicate by thought. Just recently, they implanted a biochip in a man's brain. He was paralyzed from the neck down as a kid in a car accident. They put that chip in his brain, put another device like a watch on his hand, and when the tests were done, that man, just by thinking was able to move the fingers on his hand. He was also able to move a robotic hand just a few feet away just by thinking about it. How many of you have cell phones? How many of you, if you go off somewhere and you forgot your cell phone, will you turn around go back and get it? That's happened a couple of times. Back a long time ago, we didn't know what a cell phone was, and now if we forget it and leave it at home, we'll go back and get it. But think about a biochip implanted in your forehead, and you could communicate with people just by thinking. Imagine the chaos in the world then. 
I mean, you won't have to sit there and wonder, well, did the preacher really like the way I was dressed today, or was he just saying? (laughs) Can you imagine? It won't be an issue. You got to watch what you say, but you'll have to watch what you think. Oh, but it's a good thing. You can just think about it right now and crank your car up outside. You can just think about it and carry on a conversation with someone and we'll never see your mouth move. That's cool. A lot of people are going to line up for that. Brother James, I don't know if I want that. Okay. That's fine. But what if that becomes the only way that you can communicate with society what if that is the only way that you can get on facebook what if that is the only way that you can get on the internet is to have one of these chips implanted either in the right hand or the forehead after the first couple people do it and there are no side effects There's no doubt in my mind that people are going to be lined up waiting to get that implant. Oh, man, that's cool. I'll be able to sit down in the chair. I don't have to sit there and do this when I'm playing a video game. I can just sit there and mentally control the TV. What if this technology was flipped over? And turned around. In other words, you've got control over the devices and communicating with other people. But if it fell into the wrong hands, what if this thing was flipped around? To where those in charge now have control of you. Think about it. It's one thing when you've got control, but it's another thing when they flip it around, flip a switch, now they've got control of you. Something is going to happen. Because the Bible says, if you'll look in Revelation 14, verse 11. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Whatever that mark is. Somehow or other. It's going to override that person's will to where once they take it they will lose all opportunity to get saved and every single person that takes it will be eternally lost and everything I've shared with you tonight is here now The stage has already been set. It's just a matter of time.
But folks, we don't have to worry about it now. This thing will not be implemented until after the rapture of the church and about three and a half years into the tribulation period. But we're fastly approaching it now. If the program today has been a blessing to you, we hope and pray that you'll share it with others. This podcast has been made possible by the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. All donations are safe and secure through PayPal. We look forward to hearing from you.